Hello everyone, welcome back to Brothers by Grace. This is Kong. And Jordan. So I guess we'll do a little introduction since we didn't really do one last time. So Jordan and I are just two friends who kind of met at Southern. We apparently were there at the same semester. We, we started at the same time. So we just happened to run, run across or run into each other. Um, and just kind of hung out and just kind of just been friends ever since we've been roommates for almost two years, three years now. Yeah. So we just kind of been talking regularly, just having Christian conversation. And so we're just glad you're here to be a, just to listen in, be a part of it. Uh, I was going there for the undergraduate at Boys College in Jordan was studying Masters of Divinity and Biblical Counseling. Yeah. So pretty much uh, I was kind of dormed with, with the master's students. And so that's kind of how we met. But anyways, I think for tonight, uh, we we talked about quite a few things prior to the show. But I think we want to head back on the, on the subject that we were on and which is uh, struggling with trials. Yeah. So uh, we were kind of just talking about daily struggles. I know we recently moved to Oklahoma. We're kind of in not really a transition phase, but we kind of, we kind of are like we mentioned in a previous episode, we're fairly new to this uh, local church. Uh, because we moved here and we're kind of trying to figure out how to get jobs going and just kind of get life going so we can move forward with one of the plans of coming to Oklahoma. Uh, and that is pursuing to do a church plant. But as of now, we've kind of switched routes. I guess you can say that we're in the process of doing a revitalization. Uh, we've seen this small local church kind of just kind of on a verge of dying out. I think if you remove some, some of us, you've got about a regular of five people attending every Sunday. And so we, we've been kind of actually one of the guys who is being part of this church plant with us. He's kind of gone in and got to know the pastor a bit. And they've been kind of working together with possibly uh, kind of handing over the ministry to our friend uh, since he just recently graduated with his uh, Masters of Divinity. And he's kind of pulling us on board to kind of help teach and lead. Uh, but I think for us, we kind of agreed that we don't want to rush anything. Maybe in the next year or so, we'll probably uh, be more hands-on with ministry. I think for now, we're just trying to get to know people, try to understand the situation at the church better, uh, and kind of just talk about, well, at least we've been talking about some of the uh, concerns that we were seeing, and we'd like to address it some more with the pastor, but, you know, that's for another conversation. As of tonight, I think we want to talk about trials and difficulties and certain trials that we're facing. All right. So I'm starting. 
I guess so. Great. Uh, so I think with us, there's a couple different kinds of trials we're going through. Both of us had pretty long careers. I had five to six years where I worked as an admin uh, for an insurance company. Uh, I was good at my job. And I took a break of three years to go up, work on my master's and things of that nature. And then from there, I moved down here. But I have lived here for three months now. And I have yet to have interest from a single business putting out resumes and i'm getting nothing back uh i know kong has been passed over a couple times as well yeah i've i've had several interviews and just constantly passed over and i think it's just part of the current uh market or just the current i don't know what i don't know what to call it but it's just kind of flooded like everyone is looking for a job and i know the last two to three jobs i've applied for there were about a hundred other applicants. And so, yeah, it's, it's difficult uh, trying to find a job. And so like, I'm, I've come to the point of just switching careers and I'm currently working on uh, other methods or, or other ways of getting certified in to a different kind of career, a different field. Hopefully that'll give me a better chance of, you know, getting a job. But I mean, I've also, I've also considered just going back to community college and, just getting something, getting an associates for something else. I know Jordan's been working with other programs. Yeah, I've been trying to create, what do you call it, example programs to display my ability to others. Um, but it looks like the company that I was trying to create this for has lost interest and so it's kind of the struggle of it's really it can be frustrating uh to not have a job for three months for one yeah i think for one is kind of just (laughs) i think even for us coming down we're kind of heavily dependent on my parents um so it's kind of funny two grown men living in a someone's house that's right in your parents house but you know that's that's kind of the situation you know moving uh like uh, 10 hours away back to oklahoma and yeah no job no way of getting our our footings anywhere and so just been really thankful to my parents uh, for just letting us stay and even giving us an extension um so kind of grateful for them for that opportunity. But I think we're still, you know, we're still trying to find other job opportunities because, you know, we're we're grown men and I don't think it's, you know, health, helpful or healthy on our end to remain uh, constantly under someone else's, just kind of being dependent on someone else. Yeah. And I mean, both of us really do want to work as well. Yeah. It's very, I don't want to sit here. I hate it. I want to go out there and I want to work. Uh, And it's, I'm getting to the point that I'm old. I've got a bachelor's degree, a history of working in a career. And I'm going to get to the point that I might be starting to put in applications at like McDonald's. 
and like bookstores and which is gonna be incredibly depressing but it's something yeah yeah i'm kind of in the case kind of in the same boat where like i said just doing a big old career change man just maybe working part-time and trying to pursue some kind of certificate or associates in something and just to move forward but you know even within our current situation with jobs um one thing for sure is we're definitely trusting in God. Um, we know that he will provide. Um, one is we know we're called to work. And knowing that this is what God wants, uh, we're going to remain faithful, trusting that something will come along. Um, it may not be what we want. may not be what we expected. But it's going to be something. And we're going to have to work hard on our end. And, I mean... This is part of struggling through trial. Like the idea of when you're lifting heavy weights, the idea is when it gets heavy is not when you set it down, but you continue under the pressure to to the goal. Now for us, it's kind of easy to say, just do it. But it's a very different thing to struggle under trial, to wait and patience and still remain hopeful. I mean, there's the struggle, the challenge every day of uh, have faith in God uh, when you don't see changes happening, when the struggle goes on. I mean, I've had struggles in my past that lasted years upon years upon years. And I just stood in the hope that there's a point to this. Like, this is not without uh, reason. And even now, it's just, it's kind of hard. I really wish I had a job. I don't understand. And I'm not meant to know every detail of the mind of God or his pro- His plan. But it's frustrating. Yeah, I know one thing that Jordan struggles with is just some of the wrong thoughts that come along with kind of waiting on God and, and having these thoughts of saying like, Hey, you're, you're not even worth it. You're, you're not good enough for some of these things. I know, I mean, I, I've lived with Jordan long enough to kind of see some of these things to kind of hear it from his speech pattern or just his daily activities. And sometimes I don't see it. And I think, Within the last few days, I I haven't really caught it. I think one of them is just because I'm I'm also running around doing other things, and I've got other stress uh, that I'm also dealing with, and I just haven't really spotted it with Jordan until we talked about it earlier tonight. Yeah, I I struggle with uh, self-hatred and an overly critical spirit of myself. It's not a good thing. And I've been working on it for a very long time, but when events like this happen, things that I really assume that it should happen quickly, like I am, I'm not a terrible candidate in any way, shape or form. In fact, I'm a very good candidate, but just to be looked over and to sit at home and every resume after resume after resume. It's not selected. It's no thank you. Um, 
in those times, I have to deal with challenging thoughts that will sit in my mind at night. They are things that really tr attempt to make me question the faithfulness of God. Um, I understand that a lot of these thoughts flow out of uh, the desire of my flesh to say, you're not worth it. You're worthless. This is not going to have a purpose. It's worthless work. Biblically, that's not true. The Your time is going to be wasted. Well, God says in all toil there is profit. So that's not quite true. So a lot of the time I'm trying to look out for what is my flesh actually after? That I don't have to struggle? Well, that's not true. I, sh I shouldn't believe that I shouldn't have to try struggle or that I should always be in comfort, that I should be chosen above others. Like, there, there's a lot of things that my mind attempts to assert as true. But I'm called to submit my thoughts. I'm called to challenge them. I'm called to uh, be conformed to Christ. And so in a lot of these situations, it's a challenge to your faith. Each of these statements that comes out, it's not worth it, you're too dumb, all of these kind of things are a challenge to the faithfulness of God, the providence of God, the care of God. And so, in amongst the struggle of waiting, I am challenged continually to trust in the Lord, to submit to Him as true and good. So, Jordan mentioned a couple things about how to respond to it but i kind of want to raise a question of more like a preemptive thing of like how do i how do i even spot that this is how i'm behaving that i'm behaving wrongly or i'm reacting or responding wrongly uh to my current circumstances in life and i'm i'm either questioning god or doubting and and not trusting but how do i prevent walking into this or, or or are there any ways of i guess strengthening myself or being prepared to stumble upon these issues well i mean how do you prepare to stumble into a roaring fire it's a refining fire it's at times i don't know how well you can prepare yourself for it uh, one of the things is that once you're going through struggle or trial or you're in this refining fire, is that amongst it, you trust in the Lord. Now, to say that you could prepare for something beforehand, in some sense that's true, but like, can you prepare for the loss of a child? Yeah. No. Like it, it, you can think about it. You can know your theology. Mm -hmm. You can know what is the biblical response. But amongst the difficulty is the time that character is revealed, and it's the time that God calls you to believe, calls you to have faith in Him. And so, amongst the trial is where you find the fruit, mm -hmm. where where you find that learning, like learning to trust in the Lord in one trial leads you to understanding what it is to trust the Lord in another. So, like, I, I'm, I'm raising this question because I know of some younger Christians, you know, in the faith who, who really aren't prepared 
for just any trial or difficulty. And I know that, you know, we're, we've been walking along a little longer. Uh, we, we've kind of studied a little bit more than some people have. But what about those who are just starting off and having issues with this? So I was a Christian who was unprepared. I was unprepared for the trials I would face. And it led is it, to... Is it just letting God refine you even though you're unprepared? Just kind of just kind of going with it and so, coming out. So for young Christians, um I would say that they should know their Bible and they should really grow in a deep relationship with God because upon him is what they're going to depend upon in these trials. Mm -hmm. A trial where God is with you amongst it is very different than thinking you're walking alone. Uh, not understanding that God cares for you. Not understanding that, uh, like when Jesus gets the chance to describe his heart. God is given the chance to describe his heart, the core of his being. And what he says is not that he is holy, above reproach, loving. It's not that he is or he is all of these things. He, he says that he is gentle and lowly of heart. This meek and kind God. And the, all those other things are true of him as well. He is holy. He is loving. He defines those things. But we need to understand that he cares for us amongst the tribe. Mm -hmm. That he is not far from us. And ultimately, within that trial, the best response you can have is to get on your knees and pray, to study his word, and to find your entirety of your strength in him. We, at times, are not going to be strong enough on our own. But we are never said that we are alone. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit indwells us to yeah. strengthen us for the work that God has set before us in whatever type that is. And so you, you have to sit down and you have to submit to him in your weakness. And it's a very difficult thing to do if you've been trained to depend on your own strength. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I guess that could be one is... The humility to understand that you need to go to God. So I know sometimes trials come through the Lord, really. Um, but even in the midst of these trials, I understand there's also temptation. Now, there there is one to flee. Uh, there is one to ignore or to mock God. Because I know you you mentioned being refined, and, and when I hear that, I, I think of no, that's that's God's doing. God's going to be working in you. He's going to be refining you. But then I'm considering your response, mm -hmm. and I guess I'm looking at because I, I know we mentioned earlier something about is it is it caused by temptation. But we've come to the conclusion that sometimes it is the Lord who is doing the work, who is refining you. Well, yeah, so a trial 
Uh, allowance to go through difficulty is not sin. Mm-hmm. Like, not having a job is not sin. Mm-hmm. God making you put, you, putting you in a place so you must be patient and quiet and wait upon him is not sin. But amongst difficulty, we can decide to sin. We can, in our weakness, in our sorrow, listen to the flesh that wants no closeness with God. That's an enemy that is at war with him, in a sense. And so, trials themselves are not supposed to be sin. Temptation, uh, God tempts no one. Yep. So, we are tempted when we are drawn away by the passions of our own flesh. These are in us. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, God is not behind the temptations, but the trial itself, like a father who says to his son, go and clean out the the shed, and the shed is full to the door, it's difficult. He doesn't want to do it, but yet it has a purpose. And so there there is a purpose in it, and one of our reckon one of the re- things we need to recognize is um, God's going to use this. It's for His glory. It's for your good. And it has a product in you that it will achieve. Yeah, I, I have seen cases in the past where it gets re it gets interpreted wrong. Or, or it gets defined wrong of for my good. And I think sometimes for your good doesn't mean for your comfort, mm-hmm. for your ease, for your for your pleasure. Or I think for your good has always this in mind. It is to conform you to Christ. Yeah. So the idea that for my good would be for more money. Well, no. I mean, like, because someone could think, my good if it's for my good why am i going through suffering why am i why am i uh why are there pains in my life right why are there difficulties and again that it comes within the plan of god that he has a purpose in it that he is doing his work in you i mean paul what is it he had trouble seeing something of that sort is what said i mean there's tons of difficulties that Christians have presented. Spurgeon dealt with depression, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, why? Why was he allowed to go through that form of suffering? Why did... So I mean, I think for Paul, it was the thorn in the flesh, but that right. was to keep him humble. Uh, humble. So what is Christ? Humble. We are being conformed to Christ. We are, our affections are being changed, our thoughts are being changed, our driving passion, desire, what we know is good or bad, all of these are being conformed to Christ. Mm-hmm. For your good to be made well instead of sick, maybe for your worse, it may allow you to be prideful and all of these kind of things. And, Eternity is in mind with this. 
And not just that, but the work that God has set out for you is in mind. Yeah, because that that reminds me of uh, counseling courses that I've taken at Boys, where simply like suffering, you might have to live with that. But at the end, like no, 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 it's it's for your good. It's for your sanctification. And so even some difficulties, you you live with it, you go through it for the rest of your life. And although it sounds sad and a bit depressing, but no, no, no. God's going to do all things for your good. Even if it's a lifelong journey of suffering. But I think at the end, it's it's not just for the glory of God, but it's... Your eternal salvation. It's your, it's your life after earth. Well, I'll also say suffering is not without the idea of God's grace poured out to you. Mm-hmm. Amongst some of my worst trials, my worst suffering, my worst sorrows, were some of the times also where I found the most joy in God. And so that doesn't always mean it's just pain. Mm -hmm. it does mean that God is working and that it's hard to see how brilliant a diamond is unless there's a black satin velvet backdrop Uh, in the darkness God shines all the brighter unless you huddle into the darkness and embrace it and cover your eyes so I mean it's hard I haven't been through some of the suffering that others have been through, and some of the suffering I've been through, they haven't been through. Um, But we are called to trust in Him in it. You really don't suffer well unless you understand its purpose. Yeah, and and when I mentioned earlier about the suffering for the rest of your life, there is that hope. And like I said, there is that hope that, no, you are being made new in Christ. You know, after you you die and pass away, you will be made whole again. You will be made in the in the perfect body with Christ. You know, before Him. Also, so just keep this in mind as a purpose that suffering can show you the tested the trials. They show you the tested genuineness of your faith, mm-hmm. which is. Something that is, I treasure it, truly. When everything was kind of taken away except for my life, and others are kind of telling me kind of mock God and die kind of thing, and something in me kind of says, to whom else will I go? You have the words of eternal life. Yeah. Like, I can't. Yeah. I, I, I can't turn away from him. Yeah. And I don't want to. I think sometimes suffering are the things that we remember most. And I think that's a great testimony in our lives. Uh, it's like some examples that Jordan said, like Spurgeon, man, like the difficulty he goes through, but you also see some of the goodness that God has done, God using him uh, for for God's ministry, you know, for preaching out to all of those in England and the orphanages and the teaching that Spurgeon has done, it's 
it's not without gain. I think it's what was the verse you said earlier? There's in all toil there's profit. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also um the perfect work of trials or suffering. They're not one to one. I'm mixing up the word, but it's the tested genuineness of your faith. Mm-hmm. You also have um the comfort which you have received, you'll be able to give to others. Mm-hmm. So going through this suffering and then suddenly seeing somebody else going through it, you might be able to comfort a brother or sister who's going through difficulty. The right words, the right words to the listener are like honey to the lips. It is something sweet to them. It'll be life to the soul or to the bones. It's It has a purpose. We don't suffer purposely, purposelessly. It always has something that God's going to use. You may not see what it is. There is a potential in that, but there is a purpose. Yeah. God's going to use it. Yeah. And I think, I think at the end, there's always hope. There, there's always hope in Christ that he's going to do what is right and he's going to do what is good. And I think we need to remain faithful. We need to remain trusting and holding to him, trusting his word as we go upon our struggles or our trials daily. And uh, it sucks. Suffering sucks. Yeah. If it if it was fun, all of us would want it. If trials were great, that'd be the <laughs> go-to. I mean, the, the other thing is Jesus said, like, it's coming your way. Yep. You're going to have suffering. You're going to have difficulty in life mm-hmm. because you are his. And so that is at least something you can rejoice in, is that, no, it's because I am his. Same idea of if you don't receive discipline, are you truly his child? Yeah. Well, discipline has the purpose of conforming you to Christ. Trials and suffering have the purpose of conforming you to Christ. It's good to suffer. It's good to suffer well. Well, it's not good to suffer. It's good to suffer well. Yeah. Good to rightly respond. And in your suffering, there's always this reminder. Uh, usually within counseling, um, if you counsel somebody, you correct their mind, but you never give them the hope that is in Christ, you've done a disservice. And so one of the things within suffering, I think the most important thing you should remember is that Jesus is for you. You should hope in him. And that he loves you. Yeah, he will never leave you nor forsake you. All right, guys. Uh, thank you all for listening in. Uh, to my brothers and sisters, I hope it was encouraging to you. I hope that you're encouraged to suffer well. Thank you, guys. See you next time. See you next time.